This is Earth Safety Evolve. In this podcast episode, you are going to learn and explore this beautiful planet. Be with us because we love Earth and Earthlings. I, Sakhi Sharma, am your host for today and it's a pleasure to have you join us again. Today, we are honored to welcome back with us Ms. Shorak Aljaya. Thank you very much for joining us, ma'am. Hello, Sharma. How are you doing? Thank you so much for hosting. Thank you very much, ma'am. So before I begin the podcast, I would like to introduce our guest to you. Shorak is a renowned sustainability and sustainable entrepreneurship specialist. She, who holds a certification from the Imperial Business School UK, is an expert of sustainability for corporates and adept at assessing carbon footprints. As an architect, she brings a unique perspective to the sustainability dialogue. Sharok is also the CVO founder of TBSM.me, an agency specializing in sustainable management and development advisory services. Her extensive knowledge and experience makes her a standout guest for our discussion on carbon footprint and business world today. So without further ado, let's dive into this conversation and take valuable insights from Sharok's expertise. Again, thank you very much for joining and welcome back to the podcast, ma'am. Thank you so much, Saki, and thank you for this introduction. Can we just, um, I was pleasured to be in, a, in a, another episode before, and it was a very joyful and fruitful one. And I hope that it would be the same too, inshallah. Absolutely, ma'am. So to begin with, I'd like to first start with the introduction to Carbon Footprint by asking you that, could you provide us a comprehensive overview of what constitutes a carbon footprint and elaborate on the distinctions between CO2 emissions and carbon equivalents? Okay, thank you for this question. Um, First of all, I just want to give a a brief of what does carbon footprint means. Actually, it's a kind of measure to just uh, know how the total or, or how to assess the, the total uh, uh, emissions for a corporate or an organization uh, or, or the amount of greenhouse gases that they are producing for their activities. Um, just like, and when we are talking about greenhouse gases, we are not just mentioning carbon uh, or carbon dioxide only because maybe we have just that misunderstanding or most of people does. Um, I think it's just we have to make sure that the difference between the carbon dioxide emissions and the COE or the carbon dioxide equivalents. Um, when we are talking about carbon dioxide, maybe most of people are going to say, oh, it's not that a huge amount of carbon dioxide uh, gas in, in the atmosphere. So it's not that damage, doesn't cause that damage, or it's not that harmful for the environment or etc. But yes. we have to be clear that there is a big difference between when we are talking about greenhouse gases and, and the, the, the carbon footprint. So the carbon footprint measuring the amount of total greenhouse gases, including other gases or equivalent gases to the CO2. 
um, just like maybe uh, nitrous, uh, uh, nitrous dioxide or maybe methane or, uh, or maybe carbon dioxide too. So there are so many gases that we can measure in, equi in, in, in equivalent to the carbon dioxide. So the carbon dioxide itself not harmful as much as other gases does. So okay. when we are just measuring that amount, we are measuring other greenhouse gases or as known the GHG amount mm -hmm. of emissions. So well, just... I totally agree with uh, what you said that we always have this misconception. Like I didn't know the difference between carbon. So when we hear the word carbon footprint, we yeah. always think that it must be related to carbon dioxide. Um, even I thought the same before I knew this uh, with interact without interacting. So uh, why is it that even after it includes a lot of other gases, like as you mentioned, methane and nitrous oxide, that it's named after carbon. Is it because the major proportion is of carbon dioxide that contributes to the greenhouse gases? Okay, we use the carbon uh, dioxide as a reference gas. What does that mean is the most well-known gas that we, we just... Or, or the effect of the greenhouse gases, similar of the effect of the carbon dioxide. So basically, we use it as a reference. And when we measure the amount of the, the, the emissions, we just compare it with a similar amount and, and using a, a certain equation um, that make a carbon dioxide as a reference because it has the same effect of the greenhouse as, as we oh. know the greenhouse effect. Okay, 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 so uh, that was very insightful. And so what I take out of it is that carbon is carbon dioxide rather than a gas is also taken a measure point for measuring the amount of uh, exactly. greenhouse gases. Okay, mm -hmm. I get where the name comes from. Okay, so uh, moving ahead, I would like to ask you that in the light of recent Davos conference and the COP28 outcomes, what key insights would you share regarding the intersection of carbon footprint and the business world? And how do you think the global initiatives impact carbon reduction strategies in businesses? Okay, a good question. Actually, one of the, the well-known uh, initiatives towards sustainability in the world are mainly COP, which is happening every year. Uh, in, in different countries. And as we all know, Davos Conference is one of the most important business world conferences and looking at other insights, insightful aspects of life. So actually those two main initiatives basically were the topic to talk about or one of the main topics to talk about it it's, was how to tackle climate change and, and, and what does the relative or uh, the relationship between business world and us to take the world towards a more sustainable world. So the main insights and the main ideas was talking about how does business worlds actually affect um, affects the, the, the world sustainability. So when we are talking about the importance of sustainability in business world, it's as much as or as the important as important as uh, 
how we could tackle climate change. Because basically we were only fighting or tackling climate change through individuals. Okay, it's a very important thing to do, but the main gap was through the business world, which is the largest, um, the largest, let's say, power in the world, uh, the largest economic and, and affecting uh, financial world, affecting environmental world, and affecting, it's, it's just like wheels connecting to each other. So one of the most important key outcomes or results, let's say, that we have um, taken from Davos or COPE, Parley was they were emphasizing um, sustainability and the increase emphasizing uh, emphasis to on sustainability through business world. Let's say through so many outcomes, but the main outcome was for a more sustainable world. We need to to create a more sustainable business world through maybe let's say legu uh, regulatory pressure and, and compliances, let's say policies. So even countries and government, uh, governments also now are aware uh, of the importance of turning or business transition into sustainability. Absolutely. So uh, very well said that we're working as individuals and we always think that it's an individual thing. But at every level, it needs to be worked. Sustainability needs to be worked. And and as you mentioned that uh, there, there was a gap through the business world, which has the most amount of power. Like one can take steps, but without resources, uh, it gets difficult for people. So yeah. the field which has resources, the power, the impact, and everything can bring a major impact on uh, each policy, whether it be it government, whether uh, giving education to the individuals as well. Yeah. So working with the business world can actually impact individuals as well. So thank you so much for this, uh, this perspective of from the business world, which we never talk about generally. Yeah, you know what, also, uh, I think all markets and all, uh, all business owners are now, they are yani, emphasizing their reputation and their expectations out of the markets because even stakeholders, customers, investors, employees also are really given a very important and greater importance uh, on, a, on uh, their environmental responsibility. So it's not even a CSR or a, a responsibility for the corporate to be more sustainable environmentally, but also in another on other aspects. So I think it's very important thing for for uh, uh, the the marketplace. Uh, huge corporates to look at or even smaller size as, as we're going to discuss right now. Absolutely, ma'am. So talking about the sustainable entrepreneurship to topic, I'd like to connect it and uh, delve into the realm of sustainable entrepreneurship a bit. So uh, I wanted to ask that how can businesses play a pivotal role getting deeper into it, that how can businesses play a pivotal role in creating a sustainable world? Like what are the steps and what strategies do you believe are the most effective in integrating environmental considerations into the, let's say, the fabric of entrepreneurship? 
Mm, okay, um, a good question actually. When we are talking about, just wanna 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 give an insight. When we are talking about entrepreneurship, we are talking about innovation, and we are talking about how to be creative, finding solutions. So one of the the biggest uh, um, issues that we are tackling tackling nowadays it's it's climate change and how it affects our world and our uh, uh, life life basis flow, the normal one. So I think innovation and technological adaption, which is a very huge part of entrepreneurship nowadays, it's a very thing, uh, a very important practices, let's say, to um, that contribute to carbon uh, reduction or carbon emission reduction. Why? Because businesses are mainly involved in, 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 in just like tackling, increasing or decreasing the issue. So their own practices, their daily practices, their daily, uh, let's say, procedures, business procedures, if they were adapting those uh, those steps by investing maybe, let's say, in cleaner technologies, renewable energy resources, sustainable practices, like other one, not only relating to the environmental sustainability, but also the economic, uh, on the economic landscape, on the, uh, on the um, social aspect, and on the uh, also the governance, how to govern their businesses and their startups, or let's say their, uh, their, their businesses. So I think those all are examples or a quick one, let's say, to talk about how to involve sustainability in our businesses. Absolutely, ma'am. So uh, as you mentioned about that's very well point mentioned of technological adaptation. So uh, the tools which are like trending today and which are taking over the world in all the aspects must be involved also in this journey of sustainability and making a world a better place uh, and a greener and a sustainable place. Yeah. So agree okay actually a very important part of that also are not only when we are talking about ourselves as businesses and how to govern our businesses into a sustainable way but also the collaborations that we are making the partnerships that we are building are, are also a very important part because even not only governmental but also non-governmental organizations are now addressing uh, climate challenges and, and and trying to addressing uh, um, how to tackle them so the collaborative efforts that we are trying to build is more important than the only individual practices or only uh, solo businesses uh, practices. Even, even the governments are now um, just like, let's say, focusing on financial incentives and penalties towards sustainability or, and towards sustainable businesses. So it's a very important thing also to focus on. Absolutely, ma'am. And I believe that when partnerships and collaborations happen the idea stimulates and even gets better and bigger so in this way i think the strategies and the creativity as to how we can apply and put these strategies uh, also becomes bigger and larger uh, mm -hmm. not only in making profits but also helping the society better yeah Agree. I do agree. This is why I'm always talking about how not only just 
focusing on huge or large businesses to be more sustainable. But also, it's a very important thing to focus on the SMEs and the world of small, medium and inter small, medium enterprises to be more sustainable too, because they are a very important uh, and huge actually category to focus on too. Absolutely, ma'am. So uh, let's take this SMEs topic ahead. And uh, my next question would be uh, that, uh, could you elaborate on the long-term impact that SMEs have both economically and environmentally? And how can small and medium-sized enterprises contribute positively to the reduction of carbon footprints while maintaining their economic viability? Okay, I think we're going to discuss this point further and longer than other points, actually. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, it is. That is the biggest concern, yes. Okay, I, I, I don't mind to talk about this for days, actually, because it's the most important wheel that we are maybe also always, sorry, missing out of the equation. Actually, when we are talking about domestic um, um, economic for, for huge and general economic for huge uh, countries, Always countries that were surviving through the the uh, the, the economic crisis uh, uh, with time and history was countries or were countries who are depending or or just mainly focusing on the SMEs economic uh, um, strength because as we all know SMEs have the great power of social impact of employment, uh, empowering youth and, and, and tackling issues that large corporates couldn't. So, so it's a very huge economic wheel, more than we were thinking before. Yes. The same, as, as important as this point, and let's take it when we are talking about um, economic impact, social impact, also the environmental impact. So it's easy maybe to put uh, a pressure on large corporates to be more business, uh, to be more, uh, let's say, uh, sustainability oriented by penalties, by incentives, by allowances or etc. But actually, the most important point is to focus and work with MSMEs, like maybe also the micro businesses, not only SMEs, let's say, because... They are the largest category of the economic uh, uh, wheel or the economic uh, size for, for countries. So let's say when we are just making them more aware or entrepreneurs more aware about how to involve sustainability on, on the, the four aspects of sustainability meetings, not only the environmental one, but also the environmental, social, economic, and, and how to govern their own businesses. So I think this is gonna lead us to um, a huge, really impact toward more sustainable world. When we are talking about just like a small, I'm gonna give an example. Yes. Let's say just like a small country, just like my country, Jordan, we are depending on 90% or more than 95% of our economic growth in Jordan and the domestic uh, uh, general economy from SMEs. So can you imagine how powerful are SMEs for countries? Economy? Absolutely. Yes, it is like majorly contributing to it, exactly. which we are going on ignoring. Mm -hmm. 
So how do you think it's about when we are talking about the other aspects, which is environmentally also? Whatever, whatever now and day, nowadays is crucially financial, gonna be crucially also environmental at some point. So when we just give this importance for that great or huge category of business for countries, which is SMEs, and, and, and give them more importance to focus on how they can involve sustainability aspects in their businesses and their uh, uh, enterprises, it's going to be easier to change the world to be more sustainable on, on, the larger, on, on larger scales and on larger sizes, scopes, let's say. Absolutely, ma'am. Uh, it's very important to make them aware and include them since they uh, contribute to such a large proportion. And as we say that, let's take, if there's a war happening, we would not like only 10 strong men to fight for the war, but we would like at least 100 normal people to fight. That would give a greater advantage and greater stability to uh, winning. In the same way, if we cover the SMEs and if we cover the medium-sized enterprises and small, we can cover those individuals who come under the non-touched category in the matters of when we talk about sustainability, who are untouched, who don't know about that. Yes. So, And that will also, uh, as you mentioned, that would end like the creamy layer that only talks about a certain point and it in, it would be inclusive as well yeah actually talking about words just like what you have mentioned <laughs> actually this thing or or it, it's one by the way one of the most important topics to talk about through conferences like davis and cope which is uh when we are talking about peace around the world and how to uh, achieve sustainable development goals and one of the more important the most important points to focus on is how to create a peaceful world before a sustainable world. So I think wars are one of the most important topics to tackle before climate change, actually. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. And, and a very important point is just to, to uh, let's say, spread the word and, and to just spread the awareness about uh, how political life uh, would be involved in more developed and sustainable world. So I think youth playing a very important role through this by their initiatives, by their voices higher and, and rise their voices, by uh, their uh, um, uh, movements toward a sustainable development and a real sustainable one, not only the talk and the, the, the speak up and the, the written uh, uh, goals we have really to take the decision to take actions toward a more sustainable world through actions, not only through words and, uh, and slogans. I completely agree to that point, ma'am. It was very insightful. And talking about youth, uh, me being a young student myself. So let me delve my uh, next question. Uh, and let's explore the role of youth and academia in shaping the sustainable future. So, uh, ma'am, could you tell us that how can the younger generation, like me, actively participate in mitigating carbon footprints? And what role does academia play 
in our lives in fostering a mindset that aligns with creating a sustainable world and what steps can they take to align our minds in that direction okay thank you for this question first of all and and i really would like to announce from this uh, um, from this just like podcast to announce that uh, uh, us at TBSM and our partners adapting a new model of incubators just wow. for and, and it's it's a, a huge totally uh, a new concept of aggregating people it's just like an aggregator uh, adapting the model of sustainable entrepreneurship and the most important missing part in, in many of incubators nowadays, which is the academia part and the academia, uh, uh, let's say, category, which is students and interns and entrepreneurs, youth entrepreneurs. Actually, they are playing a very important role because unfortunately, I am one of those who were educated through a normal education in university. And Actually, I always was finding that a huge gap found between the practical life and the education journey. So yes. I was always asking myself and, and, and people and people who, who were teaching me that how do I apply this in, in the practical life and, and how does that would be useful for me to apply in, 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 in the practical life? That so that cool. was... Mm -hmm, exactly. So that was a very important question to ask ourselves too when we were building this model of aggregator or sustainable entrepreneurship aggregator. We were asking ourselves how those people would be included and, and involved in our uh, model. So I think there is a huge qualifications um, for those students and those uh, uh, young people. So we are involving them in the 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 process of entrepreneurship and creating solutions, um, sharing their their qualifications and their expertise, sharing their uh, uh, energy, sharing their mind mind mindset and and insightful ideas. So I think those people are would be the power and the fuel that we were always looking for in entrepreneurship world. That is a wonderful initiative, I'll have to say. And I'm sure that the audience, especially the young ones who would be listening, would be much delighted to listen to this. And uh, we hope that it goes well and a lot of youth gets connected with you. So thank you very much, ma'am. I hope that actually, and, and we are just aiming to, inshallah, to, to replicate this model through so many countries, starting with MENA region and spreading, spreading to other countries in Asia, India, and, and, and all over the world. So this is the point, inshallah. <laughs> Absolutely, ma'am. Very, very all the best. And thank you so much for your time for this podcast. I'm sure that my questions and all the questions that are in the heads of all the audience must have been fulfilled. Thank you very much for this podcast, ma'am. Mm -hmm.